with Redeemed LA. Um, today we're going to be talking about mask on, mask off, and I have Danny, Deborah, Diane, Sam here to join me. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, today we're going to speak about, um, just like Giselle said, mask on, mask off. Uh, you guys might saying, what is this? What is this nonsense of a name? But I feel like it's something we do daily, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think at church, we kind of come and you, we put a mask of holiness yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the quotation marks with my yeah. fingers. Air the, the air quotes, right? Yeah. The air quotes. Yeah. And then the minute we go back home, we take this ma mask off and then we kind of show who we truly are. And we might not be the same person. And uh, the Bible, I want to start off by saying this. The Bible and Jesus says, it's better for you to be cold than be lukewarm. Mm -hmm. Because since you didn't choose to be cold or hot, I will spit you out of my body. Spit like I just spit on all of you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was gonna tell you guys that we have to be careful on how, how we do this. And now I know it's difficult. I mean, I can't, I can't even judge because when I was younger, and I, I, I still do it sometimes. Like I put a mask on, I'm saying, oh, you know, Danny Mano, Danny Ponce. You know, I have to, be, but it shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. And 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 the way and the way that I that I see it is, you know. The way that, that my, my first question that comes to me and the, the first question that I see that somebody will struggle with is how do we keep a relationship with God uh, outside of God without falling back to our old self? And the best thing that I can I can tell you guys is in First Peter 5, 6. It says, humble yourself, therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time he may exalt you. So there's there's four there. Listen, in 5, 7, it says, casting all your anxieties on him, uh, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. So all these six points, all, all of them includes what it is. How do you get back to him? Number one thing they have to do is humble yourself. Under what? Under the mighty hand of God, which is typifying what? Does anyone remember? Intermediate doctrine? What is the mighty hand of God? You guys are not paying attention to me? The five ministries. The five ministries. Under your leaders. So that in the proper time, who's going to call you God? He will exalt you through who? Through where? How is God going to exalt you? Is he going to come down from heaven, open up heaven, have fire come down and say, I want you to play drums? No, no. he's not going to say that. <laughs> I want you to preach. No, he's going to do it through the mighty hand of God, so which is it, exactly those who are leaders. Mm -hmm. And then it says, look, casting all your anxieties on him. God understands, Jesus understands that there's anxiety with waiting. There's anxiety with waiting on him. Mm -hmm. But what do you have to do with all your anxiety? Cast it on him. Push it on him. You know, I love the word cast. Do you guys know what casting means or no? Like throwing. Yes. Like say, you know what? Like just throw it at me. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he says it that way? Because he understands. He goes, dude, I don't care. Nothing can be against me. Just throw it at me. Mm -hmm. Like like for example, um, if you, uh, Giselle, if your if your nephew had had like a lizard, and it bit him, and he was oh my god, oh my god, and you said just throw it at me, throw it at me. Why why would you say just throw it at me? So that it stops biting him. It stops biting him because you know that the minute it lands on you, you know what to do with it, you know how to manage it, or it might just kind of land, break its neck, and die. 
That's that's the same way I feel like God is with anxiety. He goes, oh, you guys might not have the answer, but guess who does have the answer? I do. Mm-hmm. And then listen to why we have to cast our anxieties on him, because he cares for us. So, Danny, how do we keep our mask on and mask off? You have to go through all, this to, all these things. You have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So when he has a proper time, look, there's a time there. He may exalt you through who? Through your leaders. And then casting your anxieties on him and because he cares on you. Really quick and really fast, that's what I wanted to say. Go ahead. Who else wants to go? Danny, I was going to say um, that uh, one of the questions that they were also asking here is like, how how do I, like, how do we stay, like, consistent with this change? Like, how can we continue being this way? And I, I, I love uh, the way Paul says it in Romans 7. At the end, the very end, he's talking, well, I mean, I can paraphrase it for you guys. 721 through like 25, it's a lot of verses. He's saying like there's like a war going on inside of him where he wants to do something that's good, but instead he does what's wrong. And when he wants to do, um, when he wants to think like, oh, in the spirit, and he says like, I love the spirit. I rejoice in the things of the spirit, but my body like betrays me. And I, I think it's really important that we understand like we alone cannot do anything, you know? We are weak. We are nothing we are literally just nothing and the only way we can do this is by setting our minds on spiritual things changing our our human nature into spiritual nature and uh i think that's one of the things we have to learn how to do like you were saying like not only cast our anxiety but cast our own um thinking that we can do this by ourselves we cannot we will always have this war waged inside of us so can we ever take the mask off Maybe not, but we, like, work towards it and towards it and towards it and towards it. I think, like how you say, anxiety, it comes from, like, seeking a purpose. And most kids, like, they don't find their purpose in God, like, really young sometimes. And I could relate to that a lot because I was like, what am I going to do? I'm so young. I don't know, like, what God is calling me to do. I would always ask, I'm like, what is it? Like, what is my calling? And, And then... When you're at school and when you're like with your friends, you already know what you are. You're like, um, people are like, oh, you're the best person to hang out with. You're very funny. They give you already your labels. And so you know who you are with them. So when you go into church, you're like, but what am I here? And that's when it's like, okay, I'm, you know what? I have to do what they're doing. So that's when the mask goes on and you're like, okay, I'm going to start praying. And then you act so different. And then you're like, yeah, I want them to give me a label. That's what we're seeking, a label. And it's like, it's not like that. Purpose comes within time. And the ma- you need to act like yourself so then people could figure it out. Be like, okay, you know what? She's good with this. She's good with that, or he's good at, like, ministrando, or he's good at playing the drums, or, like, something, you know? But, like, sometimes it's like, what am I good at? What am I supposed to do? And it's like, no, it comes with time. Right, and it's it's so beautiful that you say that, because that is really why there's so much anxiety in the youth. Yeah. They don't know their purpose. And it's so beautiful, because when you said that the mask on comes, who are you truly fooling? You might fool me. You yeah. might fool us, but there's one person you will never fool, which mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ, which is God, which is our God, our Savior, right? So my, 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 my question is, when we put our mask on, I always wonder, who am I hurting more? Mm-hmm. Other people or myself? And the answer usually comes back to myself. Now I can't get the help. Now I can't get the people to correct me because I don't know why. I don't know if you guys noticed, but in Hispanic churches, we're so scared of being corrected. 
Mm-hmm. And I actually want to do, I want to, I want to, you know, instill another culture. Why are you guys so worried about being corrected? Well, you guys should be worried if it's nobody is correcting you. Yeah. Because if nobody's correcting you, that means that whatever you're doing, you're going to keep doing it for the rest of your life. And that is one huge mistakes um, of come come to our life. And 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 the number one thing that I says that you know how can how can I make these changes happen is you have to have a metanoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a I know change it's basic doc- doctrine, but um, uh, it's a change of mind. So that's why the Bible says that everybody should become a new creature. Mm-hmm. When Jesus told that man, he says you have to be born again, and the guy goes. How am I gonna feel bad? How am I gonna fit back in my mom's womb if I'm a grown man? That's not. That's exactly what. It, you know what? Honestly, now that I think about it, he did not understand, and that's what yeah. God wants us to understand. It's not that you're gonna go back into your mom's womb, but you have to start anew. You have to start brand new. Mm-hmm. You have to have a thought of God. Doesn't he also say? I think if I'm not wrong, it's Paul that he says, in order for you to receive the holy and the Christ-like things, then you must have Christ inside you. So how do you, oh, I hear a prophecy. How do you expect to receive it if Christ doesn't live in you? Mm-hmm. It's like saying, I want to have Wi-Fi, but you don't have the Wi-Fi receptor. <laughs> it, just, it will never happen. You know what I mean? Like like um, those people that bring their thick laptops. Oh, hermano Danny, can you give me a Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah, hermano, I'll give you a Wi-Fi. He brings it to me and the computer is sold that doesn't have a Wi-Fi receptor. No matter what, what button, no matter what I'm going to do, it will never receive Wi-Fi because it's not able to receive wi-fi same thing with the christ if we don't have christ inside of us he will never come inside of us and we have to understand that that's how we make the change change of mind and letting christ live inside of us i think um also it's important to to know that even if we were wearing a mask before when we were at church i think it's being able to be humble and being able to say okay yeah i was being fake before but now i have a had a real encounter with God and be ready that maybe not everybody's going to be happy to accept that change in you because they're not ready to see you change. But know that that God is there for you and the only one that you need to seek approval from is him. Yeah, and and that brings us to our next point, right? Like, okay, Danny, I am showing... There's there's a saying, I remember um, Eric used to say it a lot, he says, come as you are. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that, that, uh, that saying is so beautiful is because that's who God sees you as mm-hmm. when we say come as you are it doesn't mean like you can hide something from christ and get away with it god <laughs> sees you as you are but when we say come as you are you're saying hey show us who you truly are mm-hmm. so we can help you now the beautiful thing is okay now i'm coming as my i am i'm looking for an encounter with god so uh, you know how can i change how can i how can i change to actually be having an encounter with god and i think that a lot of people get get confused with this don't chase an encounter. Chase a relationship. Yes, go ahead. Um, and actually, I think a, a beautiful example of this is that woman who bought that expensive perfume to put on Jesus. And uh, his disciples were like, hey, why are you letting her put a perfume on you? Like, she doesn't deserve to do that. They were looking at the outside, seeing at what what her actions spoke of her before they even knew who she was. But God saw her without the mask and saw the genuinity of her heart and so he was able to accept her offering because he saw what what the love that she had 
And I was going to say that what they were like impressed about was that she was pouring such an expensive perfume. They were saying we could have fed a whole bunch of poor people with this. And mm -hmm. Jesus says, I'm only going to be here for a little bit. You'll have the poor with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. And I, oh, well, Her intentions I, were with yeah. Her and I feel like sometimes when we come in, like there's certain expectations people like have for us, mostly in Hispanic churches dude is so <laughs> difficult the ones, huh? yes because i've been to american churches they're like very like like lenient. yeah lenient liberal and then you feel some sort of comfort you're like i remember when i was younger and i went to a white church i was like wow they're so like lenient i feel so comfortable like i feel like i don't have to like fake something that i'm not but like growing up in hispanic church you're like you're met with like, oh, you have to be like this, 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 because I'm this, this. And then it's like, okay, so where's room for me to be me? Where is there the room that if I'm, if God made me special, if God made me in his image, like, why can't I act the way I do? And I think that's when what most kids struggle with is like, they're like, but I have to be like this at church. I have to be a saint. I have to act like if I'm the perfect child, like, that my parents ever made and it's like no just go as you are like i i remember there were times where me and sam would like have these conversations with my mom or mostly she like lecturing us but it's like <laughs> wow we're not perfect though like i would cry i'll be like but i'm not perfect that's the thing i don't want like and it's true god didn't make us perfect because the only perfect one was jesus and it's like we have to strive to be perfect of course but mm -hmm. it's like no, of course you're going to stumble. Of course you're going to fall. But God's going to pick you right back up again. But that's what we don't see because we're so, like, trying to reach these things that our parents set for us. And it's like, okay. And that's when you feel more comfortable in the world. And that's mm -hmm. how, like, I felt. Uh, Diane, you know what I think it is? It's because we're expected to come to church and have the encounter our parents already had. Mm -hmm. Because when you have an encounter with Christ, you realize that who you are doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's who you're trying to become. It's God's identity in you or Jesus in you, right? Because you're the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And our biggest purpose is this, to return and be the body of Christ, you know, be the perfect mm -hmm. bride. So I think that's what it is, that when we see people at church, let's not treat them the way we were treated because... Mm -hmm. I feel you same way we were expected to act like I was the pastor and I, what that makes no sense I've never mm -hmm. had an encounter with Christ I didn't know who he was I just knew we were here and I had to come to church and act like I loved it <laughs> that's, exactly that's not yeah. the right way I did not love it I hated it so any chance I had to do anything else that's exactly what I would do so I think that I mean there's no way to fix what happened to us, but there's ways to help people who are coming in and have the exact same thing going for them. That They've never had an encounter with Christ and they don't really understand. They just feel pressured. Instead of us judging them, instead of us telling them, oh, take your mask off, let's remember we sometimes still have masks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's impossible to get rid of it all at once. We're all trying to work towards taking it off fully one day and being glorified with christ uh just keep in mind that when we say take your mask off doesn't mean your your COVID 19 mask right <laughs> yeah. like we're talking about like your spiritual mask that you put um so so I, I love with everything you guys said and there's a verse that that i that i read and i thought it was beautiful and it's matthew 7 7 through 9 and it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find Knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks will be open. Well, which one, are, which one are you of you? 
if his son asks for him bread, will he give him a stone? Mm-hmm. So, Danny, but you read a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. What did you mean? The person that really wants a relationship is going to ask, is going to knock, and is going to continue to ask until he finds. And he's going to mm-hmm. seek. I find it here. So you're going to ask, you're going to knock, and you're going to seek. God is not going to give things to people that are waiting it for. They're not. They're waiting for it to land on their lap. You need to continue, continually, forever, to reach this relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And 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 I like how you guys all said. You know the the encounter that our parents had. The only reason they had an encounter is because they had nowhere else to go. They had, yeah, <laughs> they were rock bottom, and they were saying, "I don't know what else to have." Oh, of course you're going to have a different encounter like that. But we aren't like that. Mm-hmm. So what we have to find is Jesus from their shoulders up, which is in a relationship. You wanting to, number one, and mm-hmm. God is always willing. So so it's, it's, you have to understand that the relationship that God wants with us is not of a, oh, hey, um, for example, I always think like that and it doesn't make any sense. If you guys had somebody that you loved, uh, since we're all old enough here to have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, significant others, how would you guys feel if your wife or your husband only wanted the encounter part. Oh, we're only going to get together these days and we're going to talk and we're going to make love this day. You'll be like, no, I need you to be here all the time. I need you to feed me. I need you. Right? I need yeah. you to feed each other. I need you to love me on days that I don't feel good. So God, is, God is the same way. He's going to say, no, I don't want encounters. I want a relationship. I want an everyday thing when you're down, when you're up, when you're happy, when you have crowns, when you have prophecies, when you don't have prophecies, when you feel dry, when you feel... Mm-hmm. That's what God knows. And honestly, the the way I've understood it is this way. And when I understand it this way, it makes much more sense. When I sin, I don't just go to the floor and get on the ball and just pretend to die. I actually say, God, this is who I am. This is our relationship. I am a horrible being. And please forgive me. I, I was just going to say that I, we confuse Danny, the worship, the, why we worship God. We worship him. Sometimes we think we worship him because of the things he's doing for us. Um, and that's wrong. Or how we feel. We worship him because he is God and because he deserves praise and glory forever and ever and ever. Um, and we tend to base it on our emotions. So like somebody's saying like, oh, I have a dry season. I'm not worshiping well. Dude, that's when you should be worshiping more and more and more because you don't worship God for what he's doing right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a bad concept of what we have that only when we feel good, like, oh, today I wasn't feeling it. Um, <laughs> Jesus didn't say, oh, today I wasn't feeling giving you salvation. Actually, of course not, you know? Even if you, I don't know, I don't have my microphone, but if you guys even remember, when Jesus was about to die, he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't. He really wasn't yeah. feeling it. No, I was just um, thinking because I I saw this post the other day and I it really it really stuck to me. It said, um, "God wants full custody, not just weekend visits," which I thought was so beautiful because a lot of the times we also tend to do that. We come here to church and we like put on the mask of little Santita and Santito. And then we go home and we're back back right to where we were before. And God doesn't work that way. It's it's a constant look for him no matter where you are. It says it says that we have to pray without ceasing. And no matter what we're doing and no matter what we're saying, it has to be reflective of our belief and, and our faith in God. Um, I feel like some people, well, yeah, some people put on masks because of sin. And a perfect example is Adam and Eve. When they sinned, 
you know, God called them. They felt the presence. What they do, they hide, they hid. And what were they doing? Um, God was calling them, but they were, you know, they were grabbing leaves. They were trying to cover themselves because they figured they found out they were naked. And that's how some of us are, you know. We sin, and God is calling us. And we're like, oh crap, God is here. Like, um, let me, let me wait. Hold on, God, I'll be there. Let me, let me stitch this mask up and boom, put it on. All right, God, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, God wants you to present yourself how you are. You know, another perfect example is, um, well, there's two examples that go, I feel like they go hand in hand is Judas. And um, yeah, Judas, you know, he was, you know, he was with Jesus himself. You know, he saw, you know, miracles, signs, wonders. You know, Jesus, he saw Jesus healing the sick. You know, he put on his mask of, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple. I do this. But in the end, you know, what happened? He ended up dying. You know, same with um, with the Apostle Peter when, you know, those two people that were hiding stuff, you know, they lied in front of the Holy Spirit. And what? They dropped dead. You know, um, yeah, those are their names. Um what does that come to show? You know, when we put on a mask that we make ourselves, we end up, I mean, we're not going to die literally, but we're going to end up dying spiritually. You know, God doesn't want us to do his part. You know, like I said with Adam and Eve, they tried covering up what their sins, sins, but it's like, no, God still saw through that. You know, God doesn't, we can't lie to God. You know, no matter how many masks we put on daily, we can't lie to God. Mm-hmm. You know, like Danny was saying, we can lie to people. But in the end, you know, God is the only one that sees right through us. And actually, to go along with what you're saying, that sometimes we put a, a mask to cover up the sin. Um, I'm going to relate it to something that that's kind of like real world example. Uh, I work with a lot of people who have addictions and what you see in a lot of them is that they hide their addiction by like let's say they inject their drugs or whatever in places where people cannot see so what happens is that they start to hide these injections and these they don't take care of them and they become it festers just like your sin does so when you don't take care of it when you don't expose that sin it starts to fester it starts to rot and what happens to your spirit the same thing it starts to rot it starts to die off and then what happens is eventually you get cut off because your your spirit cannot survive and you cannot be part of the church if your spirit is rotted and i i love that uh, what sam was saying about like um how they were trying to cover their own sins mm-hmm. but if they only came and presented to themselves as they were to god his love covers a multitude of sins his love could have covered and made new what they were trying so lamely to cover um there's a saying that says uh sin grows best in the dark you know when <laughs> you know like when it's concealed you know yep. and that's what a lot of people do they tend to conceal their sin instead of confess it mm-hmm. you know in the bible there's two types of confessions you know, when you go to God, that's the first confession. He gives you forgiveness. But then there's another type of confession where we find in the book of James, where if we confess to our brothers, we um, we heal each other. You know, it's not to bring someone down like, oh, this person's doing this. Oh, this person's doing that, you know? And that's what I've learned, too. 
like when i was younger of course you do bad things and then like i didn't want to become the leaders that i had in my past church because it's like if i did something bad and i try to like tell them they'll be like they'll like judge me for it but then i like i kept that with myself i'm like i don't want to be if i ever become a leader like that was me when i was younger i don't want to be that way so now that i am a leader and i have younger people following me then i'm like no if they come tell me something i'm gonna be like you know what i went through the same thing you did this is how i got out of it though you don't have to dwell in that like messy puddle and just keep drowning yourself in shallow waters and it's like no i'm gonna pick you up and we're gonna walk through it we're gonna go through it together i'm gonna give you advice and you know what there's no judgment coming from here and that's what i always tell the older kids to be with the younger kids i'm like when a 13 year old girl is doing something bad they're like oh my god why are you doing this oh why are you on your phone oh my god it's like no i'm like you were like that like three years ago too girl like calm down i'm like let them go through their process you already went through it you already went through the hard parts that's why you're here judging this younger person it's like no walk them through it be kind with love how deborah always says love you do it with kindness and love. And I learned that too. I had to learn to to forgive and love like people so they could like see the kindness. And then when they grow up, they're like, I remember how Diane did it. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I'm going to do it with the younger ones that come after me and be, show them with love and kindness. And and you know, you know who taught like that as well? Jesus Christ. There's mm-hmm. a story that I love to say that, that it says that Peter was walking with his disciples and they saw Peter praying. And then they saw Jesus praying. And it says, hey, Jesus, show us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And then it says that Jesus showed him how to pray. So that's one. There's another one that says that there's this this young man that goes, God, I've followed your, your law since I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And then he says, um, what else can I do to be closer to you? And then God says, he knew that the next part was going to be tough for him. Mm-hmm. But he did something in between which links us all. Mm-hmm. He loved them. He was kind. Yeah. And that's what usually we forget. And 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 this is how we stay. Danny, uh, the next question would be, how do I stay consistent in my change? How do I, okay, I took off my mask. I show who I am. How do I stay consistent? And I'm going to tell you something, guys. Um, God is not expecting consistency. God is expect, God is not expecting perfection. But God, I, 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 I heard this from my dad and I thought it was so good. He said, God is not expecting perfection, but he's expecting progress. Mm-hmm. That's why in Proverbs 24, 16, it says, For a just one falls seven times and rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into evil. What Danny, what does it mean that people like us that are in Christ, that we are just and we are called to be greater things in the in the spirit, will fall all seven times. Mm-hmm. But you know what's the what's the difference? That we're gonna get up every single time. And that's what matters. A lot of people fall. Oh God, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm just gonna do all the bad things I can possibly do here. Mm-hmm. No, man. You fall, you dust your you know your pantalones you dust your your jeans off yeah. and you continue going <laughs> that's true you, you know what i'm saying and sometimes you might say for example i i just prayed my my foot right and I, I, I tell me something will i be wearing the same sandals and going outside the same way no, no. never 
Never will I, never, ever, ever will I do the same thing. Why? Because I understood. I fell. I sprained my foot. Therefore, I need to learn from this experience. Mm -hmm. I don't like the pain. Nobody does. The same thing happens here. How do we get up? By noticing our mistakes, making the changes, and continue walking. Go ahead. Actually, the perfect example of this is David, right? Because when he fell with Bathsheba, his sin was exposed. And then he, it's, the Bible says that he tore off his vestiduras. How do you say that? Like his, his clothing. Yeah. And he humbled himself. So he, like, let's let's use it in the way that we're talking about now. When he tore off his clothes, he was naked. So he bared himself before God. He came and he took off his mask and said, you know what? This, I did this wrong and I know I did this wrong. And he humbled himself before God. And he was able to accept that, that, his, that he made a mistake. And that's why it says, like, yes, we, we will make mistakes. We will fall. But then just like David did, he got right back up and started following and, and praising God again. And, you know, I, I think that's super important is that he was doing this because he was accepting the punishment had God had given him. Mm -hmm. So he had a bad action and that action had a reaction. It had a consequence. And although mm -hmm. there was mercy for him, he had to go through the consequence. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that, that's beautiful. I think that's how we should be reacting to, to consequences. Okay, quickly, uh, how do I represent Jesus that made me, sorry, how do I represent the change that Jesus made in me without coming off as a hypocrite to the people who knew me in the past? And honestly, the, I have people asking me this left and right, and I can only say one thing. It can only be shown with your actions. Yes. If your actions say, if you say Jesus, but your actions were your actions say the devil, trust me, your actions will speak louder. That's what there's that saying. Actions speak louder than words, right? So how do I, how do I, you know, how do I uh, represent this change by representing Jesus? How do you represent Jesus to be one of His followers? How do you become one of His followers by praying, by reading, by getting to know Him, by following over them, by following that relationship? I think it's also important to note that it's that you shouldn't be looking for the acceptance of the people who are around you. In John four forty four, it says that Jesus Jesus had said that a prophet is will not be honored in his own country. So what does that mean? That when a, a genuine change happens in your life, there's always going to be those people who are hating you for it. There's always going to be those people who are like, oh, but wait, weren't you the one who was out in the corner doing all these bad things? Weren't you all? The, weren't you the one who was over there doing drugs? Weren't you the one who was doing all this sin? There's always going to be the, those people who are there with you at your lowest who are going to look at you when you go up and be like, oh, but I knew you when you were sinning. You know, there's a story in the Bible that I don't know if he was blind, but but he had something. I don't know if he couldn't walk, but I'll find it for you guys. If you guys need me to say it, I, I can find it for you guys. And it says that when Jesus wanted to heal him, he did one thing before he he actually did, and it says that he grabbed them, and I think he was blind because he could walk, and walked them outside of the city. Mm -hmm. Then he said, see, your sins are forgiven. Boom, he opens up, he sees everything, and he goes, go, do not go back to the city you came from. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, I was like, why was God, why was God so worried about where he was? Because the same thing that happens, he wants to take us from our old selves from our old friends but what do we do right after god heals us god gives us something new and we run right back in where people go oh here comes the panderete oh here comes the jesus freak oh here comes about no 
Get out of that and don't come back. How do we rep how do we represent the change in Jesus by doing what Jesus told us? If you are free, if you got healed, if there was a miracle made in your life, keep it. Move away from those people. Mm -hmm. Do not go back to the same masked people. Quickly, next, how do I keep myself from feeling like a hypocrite when I know the things I used to do? Second Corinthians five seventeen. It says so that if anyone is in Christ, that one is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So when you come to Christ, there's no such thing as an old you anymore. Mm -hmm. Forget that person, forget that man, forget that woman. Now you have become a new creature, and you become somebody new. Your slate has wiped clean, and it's time to follow Jesus Christ with all your heart. All right, guys, um, we have come to an end of another episode. Today's episode was Mask On, Mask Off, guys. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and at all major platforms, and... God bless you guys. I hope this was a blessing and I'm excited to see you guys next week. God bless you guys and see ya. I was going to use the last part. I was going to say the helmet of salvation because we know you're saved. Your pensamientos are covered. Oh, okay.